From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. I'm Alex Miller, joined always by Mr. Jake Weiss, Eagles High School Sports Reporter. What's up, Jake? Doing good, Alex. Thanks, man. And, of course, Andrew Tenio. What's up? Not much. I'm just looking over here admiring Mr. 25-0 and on our picks this past week, Mr. Jake Weiss himself. My goodness. Yeah, who'd you who'd you pay to get that done, Jake? Uh, you know, broken <laughs> clock's right twice a day. That's what I say. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, Alex, I didn't know, actually, that I went 25-0 and until we got the email. Yeah, it was funny. I texted Jake Friday night, and I said, hey, I think I went, like, 23-2 and again. And he was like, man, you're on fire. And I didn't even look at Jake's picks and realize yeah, no, he no clue. Like, oh, I just assumed, you know, a couple losses there, here and there, you know, like middle of the week pack week for me that's what i was thinking yeah well jake and his lucky magic eight ball uh they're gonna need it again this week uh, a little bit but uh let's let's get into the action here hey we're gonna have nicholas hadell from the brenham banner press here in a little bit to break down rudder's big game against brenham over in ice cream land uh (laughs) later here on the show so be sure to tune in to that all right Got a big one. It, it, this is this is where uh, you really start to find some separation within some district leaders, I think. And there's a few other games that have some playoff implications. Let's start with College Station against Georgetown. This is for outright first place in District 11, 5, 5A Division One. excuse me. The Cougars, they are 11-point favorites at home, but Georgetown is really starting to hit, hit its stride. Um, Last week they were down thirteen to nothing in the second quarter against Georgetown Eastview. We'll talk about them in a minute, and then uh, rallied for thirty-one unanswered points to get the win. Man, uh, it's all about Andrew Petter once again. Man, uh, that guy—he was good last year. We all knew it as a junior, right? Now as a senior, he's doing it again. I mean, he's what near a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. He's got eighteen, I think, eighteen uh, rushing touchdowns. He's he's their guy. So I mean, I expect you know College Station is going to have to match up with him again, right? And on defense, uh, Leandro Diaz, he's forced five fumbles. He's got an interception. He's all over the place. And, you know, if you're College Station, ball security is going to have to be a big deal in in this one. Uh, To me, Jake, this comes down to how savvy can the Cougars be? They've really rolled over some teams the last few weeks. Georgetown's probably the best team they will have played since they played Lovejoy. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think – you know, you, we got it here in the notes, and I was kind of thinking about it earlier today. Like, man, you know, this is the exact same scenario we were in uh, last year around right. this time. Both teams were undefeated. Half the time it was for the outright lead in district. Uh, or, excuse me, no, because Georgetown had lost to Consol. Right. College Station was in the driver's seat. They go to Georgetown. I think they lose 49-38 was the final there. Uh, they got down They got down early. So they laid an egg in the first half, and then they came back and, like, it, I mean, they played great in the second half, but it was the, the hole was too deep. Yeah, I mean, and it, but it kind of worked to their advantage because that was a game that, you know, they lost that one and then they just went on their run. I mean, they beat Consol the next week, and then we all saw, I mean, they just, after that it was the playoffs basically, and they just went through. I mean, they learned a lot, and they matched up with Georgetown a second time. I mean, it's kind of funny. You think about it. This is the team out of this district. College Station's played the most just because they've already played Georgetown twice. 
Uh, you know, they're going to play him again a third time, you know, this year. And then, uh, I mean, could play him again in the playoffs potentially if they both, you know, get there and make it far enough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, College Station took it to him in that playoff game, 52-28. I think that was game was in Waco, so neutral site. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think, though, if you're College Station, they kind of want to maybe return a t- favor from last year's uh, regular season game. And I think something that was, that came out underrated from my appearance whenever I went to Leander this past week, I covered CSAT against Leander Glenn. Uh, obviously, we talk a lot about the offense, talk about how great it is. Defensively, they've been getting better. Something I want to see in an aspect of this game that could be the critical point, special teams. They mm-hmm. gave up nine points last week in special teams. There was a muffed punt that basically gave Glenn the ball at the four-yard line they scored. There was a bat snap on a PAT attempt, which ended up not getting PAT, and then a PAT got blocked and returned by two points for Glenn. So it's not a flashy aspect, but I'm curious if CSTAT can get these special teams miscues figured out because this could be a game where it comes down to that. Anum Consolidated, they travel to Georgetown Eastview. It really looks like the Tigers are, are starting to figure things out on offense. I'm just going to say it. Leander is not a good football team. Uh, Consol, they beat them 72-0, to zero, and... First time I got to watch Consol in person last week, we've talked about the Tiger defense. They're the real deal. Yeah. I mean, they can stop the run. They play well in coverage. They tackle. You know, to me, it seems if Consol can get its passing game going on offense, they're they're going to be they're going to be a team to that you don't want to mess with. And I mean, Eastview. This is another game Consol should win. Uh, and and don't look now, but that game next week against College Station mm-hmm. setting up to have some possibly some serious implications as we get down into the the nitty gritty of district play. You've got you're traveling. This could easily be a trap game, so I'm very interested to see how Consol comes out considering how they played last week and with the game coming ahead next week. That's the biggest thing for me is just is it a trap game? If especially if it's on the road in Georgetown. Dakota Johnson, how about the game he had last week? Off uh, the bench, too. Yeah, off yep. the bench. Cameron yep. Vines, unavailable, uh, didn't play. And, uh, you know, I talk, I asked Coach Schmidt after the game. He said, hey, the way he played in the second half against Pflugerville Hendrickson the week before, you know, earned some snaps. They had a very comfortable lead at halftime. I think it was like 49 to nothing. <laughs> and, you know, Trey Taylor had a great first half. And, you know, you, you don't want to risk – potential injury gonna want to give your guys a chance to to shine you never know when you're going to need a good backup and he took advantage of the moment I mean he had a great game and I was particularly impressed with Consol's offensive line too they did a they did a really good job creating holes and in allowing running lanes for for their guys I mean the number of runs they had that were over like five yards was was astounding I mean they were getting to the to the third level on, on a lot of runs Consol did in that game. And, you know, I'm sure Coach Schmidt, being an O-line coach, was saying, probably pretty happy about that. You just became his best friend by giving the, <laughs> the O-line the shout-out. Like, I hope he's listening. He's about to, he's, he's about to love you, Alex. I do, have, I do have a question for you, too. Since you two have been able to cover their games, what has it been about Consol's defense from your eyes that has made that unit so special this year? Because I know we talk about if the offense gets it going, the offense gets it going, but it's been the defense all year. Since y'all, y'all both have covered a game, what has it been like about their defense that kind of just puts them a different level? Ooh. I don't know about you, Jake, but the thing that stood out to me last week was Consol is not afraid to send pressure. Yeah, well, they do like they, the blitz a lot. They blitz a lot, and, the, and they're really good at executing. Yeah, I was going to say, that's Their the big blitzes thing. and their stunts are, are real strong. Um, you know, they've got 
their guys up front, like they're big, mm-hmm. but they're not like big, big. But what they are is they're fast. Okay. Yeah. Like like Michael Clark, that guy's fast. Uh, you know, Trace Meadows moving into linebacker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the speed of a defensive back, and Trace is beefed up. My yeah. guy is big. <laughs> he is huge. And I think that I think that when you have that kind of speed and athleticism, uh, you can you can really you can really make an impact mm-hmm. on that. And 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 they're not a call. They're not afraid to call the dogs on people. Yeah, no, they like doing it. <laughs> and uh, I got to say too, man, they uh, they aren't afraid of taking advantage of the moment when that ball hits the ground, fumble, mm-hmm. or it's through the air. Like at least for me, because I've seen him a couple times, Huntsville. Uh, man, they 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 got you know some of those guys can maybe play receiver. I mean, you know, there's not too many dropped passes from those DBs when uh, pass comes their way. Yeah, 25. What's 25's name? Uh, is it Genesis? Yes. Yeah. I think so. He had a fumble recovery last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. Genesis Ratcliffe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he had a great game, too. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think I think it starts up front. Okay. Consol is winning in the trenches on defense, and that okay. is making a huge difference. Okay. okay. So, hey, Brian High, they're hosting Waco Midway. Uh, the Vikings, they got a little humbled last week against Pflugerville Weiss. But, you know, they can't – Brian cannot d- let that game derail what's going on. Weiss, Weiss is kind of running away with this <laughs> district, but there's so much up for grabs in the rest of the district. Playing Midway might be one of the best things for them. Uh, you know, unfortunately for the Panthers team, their coach resigned over the weekend. They're on a two-game winning streak, but that's got to be a hard thing to deal with at this point of the season. Yeah, no, I'd imagine, and I was kind of looking at the district, you know, I was looking at Brian's schedule a little bit, you know, right now they're they're fourth in the district, they're two and one, but hey, I mean, they've got Midway, Midway's three and one, right now Midway's second, so you knock off Midway, you move up, uh, you've still got Harker Heights, Harker Heights is ahead of you still, they're third right now, they're two and one. Well, and they got uh, Hutto, they, they should have yeah, got Hutto, Hutto as yeah. well. So there's still a lot of winnable games here, you know. Uh, like you said, Weiss is four and zero. That's probably enough uh, to win the district, unless someone surprises them. Uh, I guess your best chance right now would be Midway uh, at three and one. But I don't know if they've. I don't. I think they might have already played. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't. But remember, I think you might be right. I think Jake. they might have already played. But uh, yeah, for Brian, there's a lot of opportunity left. They should not let this one game, and I don't think they will. But they shouldn't let one loss kind of define them here in district because I mean. You're already off to a two-on-one start. Last year, you won three district games. You got three games left. I mean, you, we could be looking at a team here that potentially goes four and two, four and you know, four and two in district, mm-hmm. which ain't a bad thing to shake at. No, not at all. No. And uh, you know, for Brian, I mean, if if Brian can get to that number two playoff spot, I mean, that would be huge because you might. You might get to avoid playing Duncanville in the first round. I was going to say, they finished fourth <laughs> last year and played Duncanville. Uh, I haven't looked at that district, but if Duncanville's still in first, which I'd imagine they are, uh, you avoid that fourth spot, you know, it's it's a good day. Yeah, I mean, with all due respect, nobody wants to play Duncanville. Yeah, no. I mean, they're, they, they are, they are going to beat you in every which way. <laughs> and um, But, <laughs> hey, Brian's got some good opportunities ahead of themselves. Mm-hmm. They just got to stay focused, it seems like, and, and try and keep things rolling where they can because, hey, they could do it. I mean, you got a home game. Yeah. You got a home game. So, all right. Hey, coming up, we're going to hear from Nicholas Hodel from the Burnham Banner Press talking about Burnham versus Burnham. We'll be back. 
Sports Preps cast. It's Nicholas Hodel from the Brenham Banner Press. Nicholas, how's it going today? Going well, Alex. I appreciate you actually got my name right. First try on the last name I've gotten. There's a lot of different ways people can pronounce it, but thank you. <laughs> well, I if if I know anything about Brenham, they've got some they've got some tough German names over there. I'm sure you've encountered some already. So <laughs> Yeah, that is absolutely the case for sure. You know, it's my understanding, you know, you're you're pretty new to the state of Texas. Uh what what have you been enjoying about the Lone Star State so far? Well, I, I think the thing for me is that I mean, obviously Bucky's. I mean, that that's always been a that's always a good place to go to on the road. Um, but I think one one of the things I really was really looking forward to covering out here was Texas high school football. I mean, obviously huge in this state and certainly has not disappointed I mean, between the, the big atmospheres of 5a football places like merle green stadium and even trailer stadium down in rosenberg and even the small school as well i mean i've just really gotten to appreciate those small small town atmospheres and you know grew, growing up in indiana and i grew up in a town very similar to brenham population size as far as facilities are concerned and just, I mean, it kind of took me by surprise a little bit seeing how small some of these uh, two-way uh, conference um, stadiums are, but the atmospheres are just as good. Two small mm-hmm. towns coming together for a Friday night. I don't know if there's anything more authentic in high school football than that. So just kind of really enjoyed kind of both sides of it, which is really good to, for me to see. Well, and you're living in Britain, so ha- have you discovered your favorite bluebell flavor yet? <laughs> Well, I've I've always been a classic traditional vanilla ice cream kind of person. Uh, I don't tend to really stray away from that too much, though. I might have to. Well, we'll see. <laughs> hey, the the one thing about the the Bluebell Factory is they have my favorite all time flavor of Bluebell. It's triple chocolate. You can only get it at the parlor at the factory. So, mm. if you're feeling crazy, yeah, you got to make a trip over there. Well, hey, <laughs> you know. What what have you seen from this Brenham team as the season has started to really progress down the home stretch of district play? Well, I, I think really for, for Brenham, it's a, a case of, I mean, they, they are a good football team. And they, they certainly have those pieces. And a lot of those pieces, especially in the offense, have been developing over time. I mean, just one of those pieces, uh, freshman running back Jacoby Dixon. I mean, he's one of those guys there – if the offensive line gives him a hole, he's going to run through it, and he's going to have a really good play. I mean, he's gotten three Division One offers now in recent weeks for a reason. I mean, he is a very, very good running back and just one of those guys that you really want to pay attention to, him and Jalen Ward. I mean, that's the good thing for Brenham is that it's not just the one running back. It's both of them. They're both very good at what they do. And honestly, for the future of Brenham, it's good that Dixon is that freshman and Jalen Ward, the senior, can kind of show him the ropes a little bit uh, of just high school football up this level, though I don't think Jacoby Dixon really needed to show the ropes. He is a very, very good running back. Defensively, some really good seniors uh, in there as well. Obviously, Cade Moore has been a, a really good piece to this roster. Just their secondary is very solid, and, and even some of their defensive ends as well. I mean, they are a very well-rounded football team. So, so obviously from time to time they can find themselves in some misalignment issues and that can create some problems for them on defense. 
But I just really think that they have gotten themselves into a really nice groove. Just the last couple of weeks, I think they got those bottom two teams in the district at the right time. Um, and now they're really starting to hit their stride and obviously a big, big contest for them this week. Yeah, of course. Brenham hosting, <clears throat> excuse me, Rudder this week. You know, you mentioned the the two wins the last two weeks over Montgomery and Lamar Consolidated. We know they're not going to be the district title contenders. Lake Creek is kind of head and shoulders a, ahead of the pack, it seems. Uh, but, you know, what have you seen from the Cubs in particular the last two weeks that's kind of allowed them to to kind of turn a corner and, and get a couple convincing wins? Really, I, for the biggest thing, obviously, the, the game against the Mark Consolidated, they had some newer guys uh, go in second half, just trying to, one, get get some fresher names in there, get some more experience. Brenham did not have a JV game last week. Uh, so for them, I think controlling the first half of the Mark Consolidated game, well, those guys get some playing time this last week, which was big for those guys. Really, I, I just think the big thing for Brenham is that I think they have played a little bit better um, particularly on offense and, and even on the defensive end as well. Um, they, they've just kind of hit that stride. And, you know, Montgomery, I mean, let's not take anything away from Montgomery. They may be winless, but they sure don't play like it sometimes. I mean, Montgomery still has some good pieces to that team. And for Brennan to do what they were able to do against them, I think really showed that Brennan is definitely that playoff team that everyone expected them to be. Now it's about taking that next step and, though Rudder is not a Lake Week or even a Huntsville team to the kind of start that they've had, I think this will still be an, an interesting challenge for them just to kind of see what they can do against a team like Rudder who has already shown major signs of improvement from last season. Yeah, you know, kind of looking at how this game might affect things. You know, you've got Brenham and Randall tied for third. Randall, of course, got the head-to-head -head win. And then Rudder's right there in fifth. They're just trying to find a way to kind of steal a win and stay in the playoff contention. You know, how does, how does Brenham view this game? Because you've, you've got Huntsville and Lake Creek coming up and, and it seems like three wins is going to get you into the playoffs in this district. Winning in. That's the mantra. I mean, I, I talked to coach Young on Tuesday and that's pretty much a scenario. I mean, you look at this, look at what's left with Huntsville and Lake Creek. You bought a two-game gap with a head-to-head -head advantage over fifth place. That's it. You're in. And so I, so that, to me, is the biggest thing that, that stood out in talking to them this week is that that they are taking it really seriously. And it's homecoming here this week in Brenham. Uh, so they are really trying to make sure they defend their turf to uh, win for homecoming. But they will be uh, in focus uh, by Friday. I think sometimes with homecoming, perhaps some teams could get into it and then not come out. Uh, as focused, I think, really for Brandon and for Coach Young's that they're looking at this as a positive and not a negative with the distraction not coming from the outside and that it's all about the kids in the grand scheme of things. I mean, that's what homecoming week is all about in so many of these communities, not just Brandon, but across the country. And so really have the homecoming fun earlier in the week, make sure nothing crazy happens in the planning with, with floats and stuff like that. Go out on Friday night, do your job, read the keys, make sure you're supposed to do in the field, come with a win. I mean, it's really it's really as simple as a win and in situation here. You know, what do you think are some of the keys to victory over against Rudder for Brenham? 
in in this game in particular? Well, the the biggest uh, piece of runner that sticks out to me actually is uh, Jaquez Martin. Uh, with some of the things he's able to do, I mean, not just a receiver, he can play good defense. He can throw when he, when he has to. I mean, that that'll be one of the interesting keys, I think, is how they limit him uh, and just not allowing the deep play. I mean, you can you can deal with the medium route every once in a while, but they start going fade, and start getting you know, one on one, and that could be some big trouble uh, potentially for Brightham. So I think for them, obviously, taking care of Jaquez Martin's gonna be a big thing. Getting pressure is one of the things that Brenham is looking to do this week, getting pressure on quarterback Cody Billings and trying to cause him havoc, cause some turnovers. Uh, and then also I, I think they're, they're looking forward to the battle up front uh, and, and just trying to um, make sure they're able to open up some lanes for the running game and obviously getting pressure. You're going to have to get through the red defensive line. So really right there, as long as you're limiting Martin and limiting that passing really as a whole by creating the pressure and, forcing runners quarterback into some bad decisions, which Billings is typically a solid decision maker from what coach Youngs has told me. I, I think Brenham should be fine here. Well, it's certainly a must win game for Rudder. Definitely know what's at stake for Brenham. Hey, one more thing I wanted to ask you about. You were out at uh, Burton last week, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yeah. I was, yeah. They were playing in snook uh, last week, another shutout uh, for Burton and, this is a Burden Panther team that has come such a long way in the secondary. Uh, that was one of the big concerns for this team start of the year. And they're starting to drop some of those non-district games, some defensive, some defense. They were letting some big plays go. And typically for Burden, they love to use that power running game. And Tyrone Gillen has been a fantastic, powerful back for this Burden team. But really this whole year has been about, you know, how can we get the secondary in line here? That's some younger pieces to that Burden secondary, they have been really solid the last couple of weeks with the two shutouts, and they may not be perfect yet. I know uh, Coach Hody after that game Friday night said they're not quite playing complete games yet, so perhaps now into a originally unscheduled bye week, of course, Runchy having to forfeit all their games in district this year due to not being able to fill the team. They get that bye week. That's a big thing for Burden. They haven't had one of those yet. Now they'll have two in the next three weeks, so funny how things work out sometimes but just the one more district game left and it's looking like they'll be firmly in that second spot but I just think the more development they have with their secondary over the coming weeks going into playoffs that could be a pretty dangerous district runner-up right there in conference 2A well hey before we let you go how can people follow your work uh, maybe on social media or online uh, going forward yeah, so the first thing you're going to want to do is follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter. I still hate that, by the way, that name change. Uh, at Hodel Sports, H-O-D-E-L-L uh, -L -L Sports. Uh, that's the easiest way right there to keep up with everything from the Cubs and the Panthers and the football field to the Cubs and Lady Panthers, also in the volleyball court. And this county's got two pretty darn solid volleyball teams as well. And, and I'm expecting some solid stuff from them particularly the Brandon Cavett senior heavy team. They're looking at a possible another deep run in the playoffs. So looking forward to covering that run. And of course that Twitter, that X account is probably the best way to do it. Uh, you can find the stories, uh, brennanbanner.com. We digital subscriptions by day are pretty darn cheap if you're just looking to get in and get out for a particular story. So would definitely recommend doing that as well. All right. Well, hey, Nicholas, thanks for joining us and uh, giving us a little insight on the Brennan Cubs. We appreciate it. 
Thank you so much, Alex. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Nicholas for giving us some insight into the Brenham versus Rudder matchup. Should be a good one over there this Friday night. Hey, let's talk about some area games to watch. We have we we have some big games in store, particularly in District 11, 3A Division One. The game I'm going to be at Friday night is Franklin against Lorena, Ooh. and. Just kind of looking at Lorena. I mean, we've talked about Franklin at length. We did like a whole podcast segment on them earlier this season. Yeah, we, we don't need to rehash that exactly. But Lorena, they're 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 starting to get it going. Braylon Henry, he's a stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, rushed for two hundred thirty six yards and two touchdowns last week in a win over Rockdale. You know, quarterback Caden Roberts, he's done pretty well this year. Jaden Porter committed to Baylor. He. Uh, I was shocked when I found out this guy was still on the team. Like, I thought he graduated. <laughs> yeah. He's he's been around the block a time or two, Forever. and uh, he's back. He's been limited this season, but uh, that's going to be a fun matchup. Watching him go against, I would probably guess Devin Hidrago is going to be guarding him. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's probably their best uh, cornerback, and Franklin's got some good dudes on their defense. I will say though. It's hard to pick Franklin in this. Uh, not pick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to pick against Franklin yeah. in this one. I, I mean, in the Harris ratings, they're twenty-one point favorites, which kind of a little high. That still feels too high. Yeah, that, that, that high. caught me by surprise. <laughs> yeah. If they did it, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but that's the kind of respect that Franklin gets. It should be a really good one, though. And yeah. R.J. Fulton, he was on our honor roll this week. Player, uh, of, the player week. of the week. Player of the week. Five rushing touchdowns on six carries. Give this man the rock. Hey, man, he Mark. had a night to remember, and Franklin fans made sure he remembered it because he had 511 votes. I mean, he ran away with it this week. Yeah. Player of the week. Yeah. And, you know, it's normally the Jaden Jackson show. But right. R.J. Fulton, his emergence this season has been – a really good thing yeah. for the Lions because I think coming into the year they knew what they had in Jaden. You know they've got they've got Colin Smitherman. He's had some carries in the past. Got Bubba. They, they've got Bubba, but he's what just he's just a freshman this year. Yeah, I believe so. And yeah. and you know they've got or maybe a sophomore. Bubba might be a sophomore. Uh, no, he's, he's a freshman. I think he's a freshman. He's yeah. a freshman because he wasn't on the team. I don't remember him being on the team last year. Yeah, I guess you're right, Jake. Anyway. The point is, they needed to get some guys established in this run game because what does Franklin do? They run the ball. They run the ball. They run the ball. Even if Court Lowry wishes they could throw it 40 <laughs> times a game. But this uh, this is a big game because, of course, the winner will get outright possession of the district. And uh, Franklin's got a 39-game win streak. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of wins. Yeah. There's a lot of wins. Hey, also in that district, Cameron and Rockdale. It's the Battle of the Bell. Jake, do you know the history behind the Battle of the Bell? I do not. Do you? Uh, I do not. Oh, oh I do not. Alex but I think I think I looked it up one time, and I think Cease wrote a column about it one time. So we should uh, all go look it up. We should all go look it up. We'll have to talk about this next season, of course. But you know, Rockdale, they they're kind of on the verge of uh, possibly missing out on the playoffs for a second straight season. Cameron, they finally snapped their five-game losing streak last week over, with a win over last place McGregor. Mm. Uh, good luck picking this one. And, uh, you know, 
both these teams need to win because yeah. you don't want to be on the wrong side of that that playoff sheet when it comes to be the second week of November. And even if they can't, I mean, even if both somehow miss the playoffs, if they both somehow miss, you don't want to lose your rivalry game. I mean, no, especially no. because for for uh, Rockdale, you know, first year head coach Hunter Hamrick, he's been there before, so it's not like he's not familiar uh, with. It's not like he's unfamiliar with the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Used to be offensive coordinator mm-hmm. there, so he's going to want to win this. Cameron, they got the win last week. Can they keep it going? Like you said, you said good luck picking this one. This is why I'm not going 25 and 0 uh, again in picks, folks. Like, so who'd you this is a tough one. I think I've got Cameron down, but it was tough. I, I got mean, Cameron I, as well. I, I was debating. I think I picked Cameron. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. I think yeah. I picked Cameron. Prefer. So there's a consensus, Prefer. which means Rockdale's gonna win. I was gonna yeah. say this is like the <laughs> college game day curse. Like, we need one person. All right. Hey, last one on here. Well, we got two more. But one, oh, I got a bonus game for you guys. It's not on your notes. It's on mm. mine. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh. versus Stafford also got playoff implications here. You know, the Rattlers, they had to play the two district leaders the last two weeks, Needville and Iowa Colony, mm. came up short in both of those ones. They're in a they're in a must-win situation. The yeah. Navasota's got to win. There's no question about it. Stafford, they are a one-point favorite. But um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Navasota won this game last year by two. Um, yeah, that sounds right. So, you know, uh, the Rattlers, they uh, they uh, they got to win. They got to win. They came close last year, but uh, I don't think they want to miss the playoffs again because I think last year it came down to might have been the last game of the season. Yeah. Brazosport, uh, they lost that one and missed the playoffs. The Exporters. Yep. What a great mascot. Great, great mascot. Is that their mascot? Yeah. Yep, the Brazosport Exporters. Yeah, I think Stafford's something like the Spartans, maybe, or Trojans. There's some kind of warrior-looking yes, dude. Yes, they're one of those two. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. going to be a great mascot matchup. Yeah, which, by the way, I ranked the Rattler number one last week in our poll. You can go back and listen to last yep. week's episode. Excuse me. So, okay, here's a bonus game. Oh, Bremond at Milano. Ooh. Oh. There's kind of a logjam in uh, District 13, 2A Division Two. Four teams are tied for second place. And, uh, you know, I think Bremond, they might get win of the week last week because they just went and gashed Granger 43 to 6. That was a three point game, I want to say, on the odds. Yeah, I picked Mm -hmm. Granger, which is why I did not go 25 and 0. But, hey, Coben Zan, he got to play after all. Tank Scott had a big night. You know, on the other hand, Milano. They kind of got it taken to him by Iola, yeah. forty to seven. That, that's a big win for uh, Iola, yeah. Coach yeah. Sharp's team over there. But um, you know, I think I've got Bremont in this game. But uh, this this is going to be a game that here in a couple weeks we'll look back and say, all right, this was this was a game that kind of separated things in this district. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Because I mean, uh, like you said, four teams are tied for second, and I, I remember too when I was talking with Coach Kozowski a couple weeks ago, right before district. He pretty much, you know, I kind of asked him, like, hey, yeah, what do you think about the district, coach? How do you see it kind of shaking out? And he was pretty much like, well, this team, like, pretty much every team, he said, could make the playoffs uh, with just how talented each of these schools are. Because mm-hmm. Milano was uh, no slouch last year. I mean, they, no. they ended their playoff streak, or excuse me, they ended their playoff drought last year, I want to say. Uh, so, you know, they want to get back there. They they got a taste of it now. And, you know, we know what Bremont can do. So, I mean, both of these teams have playoff experience. It's not like neither team's a surprise. Well, hey, before we close it out, a quick shout-out to the Norman G. Panthers. Yep. Exactly. They snapped their 18-game losing streak last week. Big Jake, win. you got to you got to talk with uh, 
the head coach of the Panthers for your weekly column on Monday. I did. Danny Mitchell. Uh, Danny Mitchell and the Panthers, man, they're fired up. Uh, they got that first win. It's 51-46. Uh, you'd be a little surprised. You might think, oh, it was all the offense. But no, when they counted on the defense, when the defense needed to step up, got that final stop uh, over at the 50-yard line, and then they just kneeled it out for the win. Uh, yeah. Two-hour and 45 bus ride there. Two-hour and 30-minute <laughs> bus ride back. But I'll tell you what, two-hour and 30-minute bus ride on the way back, not Probably a problem the best for the bus ride yes. of the season, man. That's yeah. the best bus seasons. ride of the season. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they moved they moved their quarterback to wide receiver, the senior. Yep. Yeah, Dallas Jones. Dallas Jones. And he had a huge game last week. He was in our player of the week poll. Yep, offensive. offensive player of the week. <coughs> he had what, five touchdowns? Five touchdowns, 174 yards on just how many catches? Like, Seven catches? Yeah, it yeah. was not a lot. <laughs> say you pulled, pulled an R.J. Fulton. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, hey. It can happen. You don't. We got we got one team that's snapping their their losing streak. Hey, maybe 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 Caldwell can get it done. Yeah, maybe Caldwell can get it done. And like Danny so. Mitchell said, they just gotta win one more of these next three, and uh, they're playing one more. There you go. There you go. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. Be sure to check all of our coverage at theeagle.com. We'll be back next week bringing you more content on Brazos Valley Texas High School football.